Hello, this is Keen. Welcome to another episode of The West Noise. Um, I took a little break. I just got back from Thanksgiving break today, actually. And it was pretty wonderful. I'm not too happy about my eating habits, but I got to see a lot of people that I love. And I'm thankful for that. So yeah, I got, I got to take a break from school and took a break from the podcast for a bit. Which has been kind of stressful. But in a good way. And I'm really happy that I'm actually doing this, so that feels nice. Uh, today was pretty uneventful, but I watched Jim and Andy, this documentary on Netflix. It's about um, Jim Carrey's portrayal of Andy Kaufman in the movie Man on the Moon from back in like the 90s, I think. And it just hit me really hard. Jim Carrey for a couple years now has just been sort of vacant I guess but in a in a positive way like he paints and anytime he talks he says he's not Jim Carrey and he's not this character anymore and some of it just sounds a little crazy but I mean at the root of what he's trying to say I sincerely feel it and it like I said it really hit me during the documentary because he just got so attached to this character he was playing, and he wouldn't turn it off behind the scenes or wherever. And it just really, really made me think. And at one point, uh, Jim said, all we really yearn for is our own absence. And that just sort of like, wow. Because I, I feel what he's saying. when He, he was saying we just, we, we put on the cadence to, to please certain people and we have this person that we are or that we pretend to be or however he phrases it and I get that I I feel like it's hard to try so often to be something or do something or feel that you're reaching something and he was also talking about this is a very cliche thing for like a superstar to say but I mean Jim Carrey is debatably like one of the quickest rising and most popular comedic actors literally of all time and he was saying that at like the height of what he had at the height of everyone's dreams with all the money all the movie deals and everything he was just unhappy and rather than just say that he just said he let it go and he he said he's just not he's just not a character anymore and a part of me really really respects that and i'm i'm young so I obviously can't relate to that yet because I haven't been through some sort of crisis. But I'm—I mean, I'm doing that now. I don't—I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I—I—I I, I question myself every day if what I'm saying is what I mean, and it's because I'm scared. And I think that's what he was getting at—is that we're just here. And a lot of people say that that's like sad to reduce life to some sort of like greater thing like we're just here we're just pieces of the play or whatever but I think it's extremely calming because it makes me take things a lot less seriously and it makes me worry a lot less and I feel like if you're just doing that if you're just trying to be calm and just talking how it comes out and being honest 
in trying your best to care for others or do something progressive in any way, I, I think it's hard to measure the words failure at that point. And he went off pretty extensively about religion and um, countries and how when you're born, you're born into a family and you have a name and you have a certain religion and you have to live up to that name. And it just makes sense that all of these restrictions and all of these things that we've labeled since we've been around, I guess, it, it does put pressure on you. And when you reduce that, or you can at least acknowledge the fact that a lot of what you're doing is predetermined or expected, then it it is kind of liberating. And I guess that's that's just what I've been trying to do lately: is not stress too much and not not focus too much. Because I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm only a freshman. I don't I don't know if I'm going to make movies. I don't know if I'm going to be able to write like I've always wanted to. I I, I have no idea. I'm sitting here talking into a microphone for a couple people so like I said I don't know what I'm doing but I feel like if I try or if I acknowledge the fact that I don't know what the hell I'm doing then maybe that's better than nothing so I keep writing and I keep talking and somehow it makes things better and the person I talked to for this episode is Neil Smith the lead singer of a band, Peach Pit, who I have been a big fan of for many years, and I'm super, super psyched that he took the time to talk to me, and he's so humble, and he's so kind, and he he really emphasized how important it is to connect with fans, and he did that with me, because I'm a fan, and, and I I just appreciate Neil taking the time to talk to me, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. So yeah, uh, Christmas is coming up also, and I hope whatever you celebrate, I celebrate Christmas, and I'm a big Christmas guy, so I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. I've been decorating and ordering so many items and getting excited and drinking cocoa and watching movies. But with the holidays coming around, I hope that everybody in, who listens to this enjoys their holidays and is thankful and focuses on the things that make them the happiest, whether it be a person or people or a movie, or whatever it is that you're doing. I, I hope that kindness is abundant. So yeah, here's my conversation with Neil Smith. Fit the bill. No, it's pretty good actually. It's cheap, and I I like cheese curds. I don't know. Have you had cheese curds before? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'll be honest with you. I I like cheese. Oh yeah, no, I like I like how squeaky they are. Squeaky? Yeah, they're squeaky in your teeth. They make a squeaky noise. That would stress me out, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I like cheese on things. Like I can have cheese on a burger or pizza, but when it's just like. But by itself. Yeah, when it's just a concentration of cheese, it kind of depresses me a little bit for some Fair reason. Fair enough. <laughs> so how's the tour been? Uh, the tour's been really, really great, actually. Yeah, we've just um, 
just finished up with uh, Diane Hoffey. We were supporting them there. band from Bloomington, Indiana. We did like eight shows with them. And then, uh, and so we, we got off that tour. And then now we are supporting a couple other bands. We played last night uh, in Chicago with this band called White Reaper. And then tonight we're in Milwaukee opening for a band called Blitz and Trapper. And uh, yeah, it's going really great. We just got two more shows left, and then uh, and then home free for a couple of weeks, which will be nice. That's cool. You guys seem like you're going and going. Yeah, no, it's actually like it's been it's been really great. Like this is this is what we want to be doing. But we that's we've good, basically man. been on tour since like the middle of uh, of September. So <laughs> that's I have, we're home for a couple of days. So it's, I'm really excited to like <laughs> sleep in my own bed for for a couple of weeks. What are you gonna do with with all the free time? Yeah, we'll be home for two weeks, and then while we're at home, um, what are we doing? Um, we might be trying to record a couple demos, hey. uh, some new songs that we're working on for our next album, and then uh, I think we're going to actually record a, a cover of a Christmas song that we're going to try to put out at the beginning of December. And, what Christmas uh, song? And for me, oh, that's top secret. can't tell you that yet. Hey, I appreciate that. I respect that. <laughs> That's cool. So gonna try and take it easy. What's the best place you've been to so far on the on the run? Um, on this on this trip, I really we had such a good time in Philadelphia. Actually, that was our first time there. The show was really great, and then also uh, I have a friend who lives there, and so we stayed with him, and then we just like kind of bummed around Philly for a day. We had a day off, and so one thing that was really cool is we went down to like this park uh, on the river and there's this huge old abandoned um, electrical company uh, factory basically it's super old kind of like a relic from like the industrial age and it's abandoned and like you can like sneak in there and like go and look around the factory and like go up on the roof and stuff that was pretty cool sounds safe <laughs> it was very unsafe actually and I was like a bit of a warrior so like everyone else was like this is so sick and I was like freaking out the entire time like being a, being a mom being like I'm I'm a little bummed because you guys came to Michigan at the beginning of the month and I didn't I didn't get to go I didn't get a chance. Oh dang, that's too bad. What were you doing? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Sleep, yeah, sleeping maybe. <laughs> yeah. But either way, I couldn't make it. So how was Michigan? Did you enjoy that? Do you have any any specific Michigan memories of it? Good. I'm trying to think. I'm not going to be upset. I won't be upset if what you are the don't. That's a, a, uh, and yeah, we just played in Detroit. It was good though. I, I liked it. Detroit was pretty sweet. The venue we played at was uh, this cool place called Marble Barn. It's like an old, yeah, really yeah, old bank. Been, have you been there? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Like old banks converted into a venue. Like we don't have anything like yeah, that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really there's a lot of really old buildings here that have just been converted into theaters and venues for concerts. That's so neat. It's interesting. Like, derelict places that are repurposed are, like, my favorite. I love that. Yeah, we have a lot of, like, old honest, church. Funny, like, we, we, we don't really get to, like, do that much in the places that we're playing because usually we're driving a lot of the day. Then we get to the venue, have the sound check and stuff. Unless we have a day off. Like, I, we didn't really see Detroit at all. Oh, I guess one thing we did after the show that was, that was kind of sweet. We went to Lafayette, Coney Island and got, like, late night, um, sloppy 
hot dog. That was <laughs> someone recommended that to us. That was pretty cool. That sounds great. So you have you, you eaten there? Yeah, I have not, unfortunately. I, I rec- highly recommend. It. I enjoy it's a good coney, like but places where like you you order and then like the waiter like yells some like mysterious code <laughs> word to the kitchen at the back. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best, though. Those are the best ones where you don't understand what's yeah. going on. Oh yeah. So, so with touring, you guys just released that live album, and you sound good live. Even though I didn't get to see it, see it. It sounds good. What? Thanks, what made you guys want to put that out? Uh, well, we just that was just like a that was an, a session that we did in Chicago on our last tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just an audio tree session. It's like a really common YouTube. Thing for bands to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you yeah, could. Actually, audio is like really common for bands to, to go and do like a live session, and then they just make like a little live album out of it. Were you happy with it? Did you like the way it sounded? Uh, yeah. Actually, like, I, I mean, I'm happier with it now that it's out, and people have like been like watching it and like texting us or like you know <laughs> leaving comments and being like right. that they really liked it. At first, I didn't like it too much because we like this is our. It was kind of a big deal for us, like lot of bands that I look up to have done audio tree sessions before so we were like really nervous and like kind of excited and so we played like the first three songs like a little too fast than <laughs> normally would uh but it, it, it turned out great like the audio tree people are super professional and they're really good at making it sound nice so I'm glad what what bands do you look up to um oh man there's so many good bands out there that I look up to give, uh, give it a go I don't know like I like, there's a lot of Canadian bands that I really like. Um, one of my faves is this singer-songwriter from the prairies in Canada called Andy Shaw. Um, I really love his music and his songwriting. Look up to him a lot. Um, and then, like, also, like, I really like uh, Mike McDermott. and kind of look up to what he's I, done. Like, I can hear that, yeah. He, yeah, we've been trying to follow, like, a similar thing. Like, his, his fan base is, like, very devoted. A lot of, like, a lot of... Uh, big all-ages fans, like, lots of teens and stuff, mm-hmm. so, like, I, I look up to his, like, the way that he's kind of, like, gone on with his career, like, he seems like a pretty normal person. Yeah, he's so just real. I, I appreciate that about him. Yeah, he's super chill, like, I feel like, you know, when he's talking to his fans and stuff, like, I try to emulate that and be, like, super nice. I mean, you guys seem to definitely have that going on when it comes to social media, not only in size of fans, but, like, yeah, you are just super, super nice to just everybody. <laughs> I just saw like. Yeah, well, I tried to. I mean, like, I remember, I remember, like, wanting to talk to bands that, like, I look up to or whatever. And, like, yeah. It's a bummer when people aren't, like, you know, just, like, really gracious right away. And so, usually, like, I always try to, like, make people feel, like, super comfortable. And so does everyone else in the band. So, like, make people that's, feel comfortable. Like, that's they, really like, respectable. Anything. I saw you, like, commenting. <laughs> um, I don't remember what it was, but people, you, you were asking people if you could stay on their couch and shit like that. I just thought that was yeah, fun. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, like, we can still do that really easily now. Like, I feel like maybe in the future we'll be, like, a little bit different of a situation where we'll be, be just, like, asking to stay on people's couches. But that's right. actually, like, a really, really sweet to do on tour because, like, then you meet local people, you can get recommendations for places to go, and we've made friends with people just from staying on their couch just, like, the one time, so that's been awesome. That sounds great. Do you keep, do you intend to just yeah, keep yeah. doing this? Just keep making music? Keep going? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's been going really well recently and starting to pick up. And so we're just, we're just going to be like touring like nonstop for the next year at least, probably more than that. But I mean, we've already got 
were kind of booking schedules up until uh, until May of next year. Damn. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be home for like a couple weeks, and then in December we've got another tour of the West Coast of the U.S., and then got a, um, we'll be home for a few more weeks, and then we're off to Europe and Asia and uh, back around the U.S. Oh, have you been? No, actually, I've never been to Europe before. Um, Chris and Pete have been, but uh, yeah, Mikey and I have never been over to Europe. And I'm I'm so excited. That's I can't wait super to exciting. Is there any place you want to see, yeah. like in particular, that you're excited for? Um, I'm really excited to go places. Uh, like I've got, I went traveling around Asia a few years ago with a friend of mine, and uh, we met lots of people from Germany and from the UK. And so I'm I'm really excited to go to the places where a, a friends of ours and just like reconnect with people that I haven't seen in like years and years. So. That's going to be super cool. But definitely, like, I'm really looking forward to Germany. I'm really looking forward to um, going to the UK as well. That's going to be pretty sweet. But I kind of feel like I'm probably going to be, like, taken off guard by, like, one random place that I wouldn't necessarily have, like, you know, had at the top of my list. Similarly with the States as well, actually. Like, I think Philadelphia and Chicago are my favorite cities in the U.S., which I wouldn't have, you know, necessarily thought they would be before going there. I, re- I really liked Philadelphia. I went there a couple of years ago. Yeah. Have you been to Europe yourself? No, no, I have not. Yeah. I have not been to Europe, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. No, I've, I've always wanted to. And I'm sure I will get there. But... Yeah. See, I, I, don't, I, I can't tell you, yeah, it's going to be great and everything, but I can't imagine it's going to be bad. So. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fun, yeah. So is that trip where you uh, met, what's his name, Ch- Chaigu? Am I saying that right? Oh, Chagu? Chagu? Yeah, yeah, what, met, yeah, what is that about, Chagu. man? Yeah. <laughs> what is that about, Chagu? That song? Oh, <laughs> so, I saw something <laughs> brief about it, but... I was in, yeah, I was in Indonesia with, uh, with my friend Thomas, and we were on this really tiny island, it's called Gili Air, off of this uh, bigger island in Indonesia called Lombok, and uh, it's, it's so small that you can like walk around the whole entire, like outside of the island in like you know like half an hour kind of thing yeah um and we were there for like a week and when we were there we, we like kind of became friends with this like, older indonesian guy who was probably like in his like 30s 40s I'm, i wasn't exactly sure how old he was he was secretive about that but he was, <laughs> he was really funny and he was always like wanting to play guitar with us and stuff and uh he kind of took a liking to me my, my buddy tom and he was always saying that he was like going around the corner to like take a side turn and we, we didn't know what that was <laughs> And it turned out that taking a side turn was side turn was like snorting <laughs> ice or like crystal meth. <laughs> Let's go, Chagu. So I thought I was like, I'm gonna write a song about Chagu. It, cool. it sounds like a made up situation, so I I could see that. Yeah, no, it was real real life. I just look, I gotta stop running my mouth about Chagu too much. I don't want to give away his like right uh, of, uh, legal things. <laughs> Somebody's gonna come get him. Chagu. Yeah, someone's gonna come find him and kill you. <laughs> How did you end up going to Indonesia? How did that come about? Yeah, I just went. I just went there. Um, yeah, with my with my friend Tom. He was my roommate, and uh, Chris, uh, our guitar player, and Pete, our bass player. They had already been to to Indonesia and uh, like Vietnam and stuff on a trip. And after they came home, they were like just raving about going there. And so we figured we had to do it. And so we, I was like, that was like three years ago, four years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so we just like went for a few months, just like bummed around, ate a lot of food, drank a lot of beer. It was fun. <laughs> that sounds awesome. 
So do you usually try to take personal experience like that for songwriting? Uh, do I try to take, like, like personal stories, you mean? Yeah, like, do you usually take from personal, or does it sometimes just random? Yeah, is it totally, yeah, always, always from, like, personal experiences. Um, except for, like, maybe, like, one, like, on our, on our album, like, almost all the songs are just, like, personal stories of mine that I've turned into a song. Mm-hmm. And it's... Yeah, I just like doing it. I mean, like, I know that stuff the best, so it's easier for me to write about that sort of thing than it is for me to, like, <laughs> completely... Uh, write like a, a new story or like create fiction out of nothing. Hmm. It's interesting, and I I like that about your guys' music that it it's got that kind sort of I don't want to say poppy necessarily, but it's just got that like the Mac DeMarco is a good example, just that nice feel to it. But like some of the songs are like dark, <laughs> like some of it's just kind of sad. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like we have a lot of poppy songs where like actually they're they're not like happy songs though. They're right. Usually sad. <laughs> Like, but they sound happy because mm-hmm. we play them fast. <laughs> right, that's why it's like deceiving because you're like, this is catchy, this is great, and then like you listen to it and you're like, oh, <laughs> damn, that's that's kind of sad. <laughs> like that's yeah, what totally. I that's what I do with uh, Tommy's party. I just was really feeling yeah. that, and I just just went and looked nice. looked more about it, and I was like, shit, that's that's extremely that's <laughs> yeah, a yeah, bit totally. of a bummer. But but there's something there's something good about that where you can take something sad and make it into a nice little. A little ditty. Yeah, cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I, that's kind of what I try to do. Um, yeah. So do you guys know when you're going to try to put out another album? Do you have, like, a decent amount of work that hasn't been released? Well, or are I you think, just messing around? I think, like, it's probably a good idea for... We're going to try it. We've got, well, we've got, like, a few songs already in the works um, for a new album. But we've been really, really busy uh, this year, like, finishing up recording this last one and then, like, playing on the shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that um, usually, like, that usually goes around. well. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll try to do that. We'll try to do something like maybe in a year and a half, have another album out, maybe two years. How did you guys even come to start making music in the first place? I know it's generic, but, like, I'm honestly curious because you just, like, you all seem just so laid back yeah. and, like, you went to Indonesia, but, like, how do we, How are you, like, yeah. we're going to do a band. That's going to be a thing. Um, before Peach Pit, and then that band broke up, and then oh. um, Chris, and then I wanted to make it. I wanted to do another band. The previous one, I was uh, in a duo with my friend Sydney, and she was one of the songwriters, and I was one of the songwriters. And I wanted to. After we broke up, I wanted to do something where I was writing the songs, just 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 me, mm-hmm. writing the lyrics and melody and stuff. And uh, and then yeah, actually, it's funny. Like, wasn't really friends with Chris or Peter Mike, and then uh, Chris and I were at a music festival together kind of through mutual friends and we just like got really drunk and stoned one night and then we were like we should start a band <laughs> who, who doesn't <laughs> do that band, that's literally how it happened <laughs> that's how most bands come to fruition yeah exactly but you guys are doing it though but, uh, you're actually doing it so yeah, that's <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we started doing it and we like just really wanted to 
just try our hardest. I mean, like, there's no time, like, when you're, like, you know, in your early 20s to, like, do it. Right. Like, I don't really have any responsibilities. <laughs> so it's probably it's a good time to, to try and go for it. So you think it's good then? You think music is going to stick with you? You think that'll be your career? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think at this point, I'm, like, pretty confident that we'll be able to at least for a few years, like, Oh yeah, I, I agree. If it's only, any... it was only until only until recently that we uh, we quit our day jobs. But so I mean, we'll that's see a big step. Coming in, then we'll then we'll be able to keep going. But we don't really need that much money. Like I live with my grandma, so she doesn't charge me rent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys seem to be doing pretty good, and the the fans are speaking. So you know. Yeah, no, it feels good. It's super exciting right now. So you guys have a show soon. Yeah, so we've got a show in, like, we got to be at our soundtrack in, like, half an hour or something like that. We're just up, up the street from the venue. But, yeah, we're opening for this, uh, this like, kind of indie folk band called Blitz and Trapper. It's a cool uh, name. And then, yeah, I'm excited. It's actually, like, last night we opened for this band, White Reaper, and in Chicago. And, like, that was the, it was the biggest venue we've ever played. It was super cool. There was, like, 700 people there. Oh, and wow. And tonight we're playing at another venue that's, like, definitely like the biggest one we've ever played so it's pretty cool like we, we haven't had too many chances opening up for opening up for bigger bands until recently and so i'm excited to play tonight that's good man so it's just random then when it comes to openers and stuff you guys just take whatever comes as you get to the next place <laughs> yeah well we, we had this tour already and we were already on the way and then like our booking agent was trying to get us a couple more shows on the way home to break up the drive to Right, right now we're in Milwaukee, and we live in Vancouver, Canada, so mm-hmm. after tomorrow night's show, we have to just like drive for a couple of days to get home, so our booking agent was just trying to get us a couple more shows, and so he landed us a few, uh, just opening for people, so yeah, we just, like, anything that we can get pretty much, we're we're going to, like, just going to go for it if, if they get us a show. That's great. You seem to be totally in favor of everything that's going on and happy about touring and all that. So that's. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I wish you the working, absolute like, best. I don't really like working a day job and waking up early in the morning. So this one's like, this is pretty good. It's tiring, <laughs> but like, you know, we don't we get, get to sleep in kind of, and you're mostly just like hanging out in the van. Like, I read a couple books this tour already. I don't know. What'd you, what'd you read? Um, I I read this tour. I read um, Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Have you read that one? I watched the show. So. Oh, you watched the show? Cool. Yeah, that's a bit lame, here. but yeah, it's it's very very good. Nice. Okay, very yeah, good. I'm gonna watch that when I get home. I I wanted to watch the show, but I've always, I've been meaning to read the book for a while, so I thought I'd read the book first. But yeah, I really want to check out the show because uh, the book was like very kind of like stream of consciousness. Yeah. Like, not a super like. Like, the plot wasn't exactly, like, I don't know, it wasn't a plot-driven book, so I'm curious to know how they made it into a TV show, but... It's weird, but I it's... I really like that one. It's good. Yeah, I really like that one. The book was good. And then, um, I'm just almost done this book by Neil Gaiman called uh, American God. I have... Have you heard of that one? Yes, I have. I think a couple years ago, this teacher, like, gave me this whole spiel about it. Like, he said it was, like, the best thing okay, yeah. there is, and I remember reading... <laughs> I read a, I read some of it, and then they made. I know they made a TV show out of it, and I think I watched yeah, some of that. TV show now. And it was just, yeah. it's bizarre, man. It's it, really weird. <laughs> it's super weird. It's just, yeah, I like it though. It's crazy. Good. Um, 
and like a friend of mine recommended it to me, so I've been trying to like read more books that people recommend. It's kind of like those, that thing like, where people are like, oh, you totally got to check out this band, like listen to this song, right. and then I just like never do. <laughs> or like, you got to read this book, I really like this book, and then I just never do. So I've decided to make it a goal to like actually take people's recommendations. Well, that's a <laughs> that's a good characteristic. <laughs> Broad in my mind. I always have a hard time with reading books because I just buy like hundreds and hundreds and then finding yeah. finding the actual time is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know what? I've, I've, I'm, I go through waves of like really like reading a lot and then not reading a Right, book. right. I'll read and like five books in a month. I, yeah. Really? Like, oh my gosh, that's intense. Yeah, I've done that before. Like whenever I've traveled, I've, yeah, you know, in like a few months read like you no know, 10 books kind of thing. Yeah. When you're like in transit and stuff, it's like a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then when, I always find that once I like don't read for a while, I find the like urge to read a book is not very strong. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try and just like keep reading because I mean, I do feel like I gain something from it <laughs> more so than watching TV. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a lot more difficult, which is good. Cause you actually yeah. have to think more. Gain, gain some brain cells for sure. Are you a big movie TV guy also then? Yeah, I am. For, I really like watching watching TV and movies and stuff. Actually, we just, we got stuck in uh, Stamford, Connecticut because we had a, uh, our band broke down uh, last week. So we got stuck there one night. We, we missed the show, but it was, it was like, <laughs> it all worked out in the end, but we um, we started watching this uh, Netflix cartoon that just came out called Fake Mouth. I have not, and, I have uh, not started that, but I've heard very good things. Okay, it's really, really funny. Yeah, we like, <laughs> I had a few people recommend it, and then I was like, yeah, I'll watch it, so we just like, sat in the hotel room and ate pizza and watched the entire season in one sitting, <laughs> and uh, it's ridiculously funny, and it's written by John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, and they're like, really good. John Mulaney like, is Mulaney the shit. I, I'm a big Mulaney fan. Oh yeah, he's so funny, yeah, you have to watch it, he voices one of the characters, it's have you watched um? Funny, have you watched BoJack Horseman? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> Netflix yeah, original BoJack, cartoon. Yeah. I've I've been rewatching oh, yeah, that lately because so it's just yeah that that one's actually that one was um, so good like there was times that where it was like not even funny at all and it was just like right. super sad or like super I know. touching and uh, yeah that was that one was really and you good. don't expect like, that like, either because it's just this no totally like, it's I a horse. <laughs> What what movies do you watch? Um, I'm like, <laughs> funny enough, I'm like, I really like romantic comedies, like a good rom com. Like what? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty into. Like anything that's like actually like well written. Like, um, some of my favorites are like, and, and like, they tend to be like not just strictly romantic comedies, but like, um, like when Harry met Sally, that's a really good one. Yeah. I really like, yeah. Or like, knocked up. Uh, that's a really good Dude, Judd, yeah, Judd Apatow, all of his movies are just yeah, the shit. Yeah, anything that he does I really like, actually. I, um, I always I, get swooned. I, I, like, I, like, I like dramas and stuff, and, and comedies as well. I'm not super into like the, any of the superhero franchises. Those are those yeah. ones I'm not really down with. I don't, yeah, me I don't either, man. <laughs> I, I got but, sick uh, of it when I was I'm like 12. Picky, though, actually, when it comes to movies. I like, like, like uh, I always fo- I always follow my Rotten Tomatoes recommendations. I won't watch anything with that. That is, <laughs> I get I get belittled constantly because like whenever I go to see a movie or want to see a movie, that's the first place I go because I just I just instantly oh, yeah. click on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm like, shit, it's got, yeah, it's fresh, too, it's I fresh. <laughs> They're like, there's Metacritic like, and. Ridiculous. You won't watch anything. I'm like, I'm sorry, man, but like, I'm not watching it. I'm not paying money to watch a movie that has like a 50% rating. <laughs> right, right. My girlfriend gets so pissed because she'll be like, this movie is super, super good. You're really going to like it. And then she's like, are you looking yeah, at. Me and you got to be going to movies together, huh? <laughs> We'll go. We'll go like once a year, but yeah. Yeah. But you. Yeah. (laughs) She's just like, "Are you looking that up?" And I'm like, "No." And then it's it's got like a twenty percent. I'm like, "I'm not. I'm not gonna watch this. I'm just. There's just no way that I'm gonna enjoy this." (laughs) So I know you got. I know you got to go soon. But are you excited for Christmas? Are you a Christmas guy? I'm curious. I am excited for Christmas. Because you're, yeah, you're very yeah. goofy and excitable, like so I'm, I'm seeing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. No, I love Christmas. Uh, and um, it's, I'm, I'm excited this year. Like, I've got a, I've got a pretty big family. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of four kids. And so oh, damn. This year, we actually decided that we're not going to we're not gonna buy any Christmas presents for each other this year. Except for my little sister. I've got an 11-year-old sister. She's still got Christmas. She's not going to get ripped off. Thing, <laughs> but we're... Uh, we're just gonna do Christmas presents and then like that's away with interesting. For three days we're going away to uh, this uh, little island off the coast of Vancouver and we're gonna stay at a cabin for a couple of days and have some good old fashioned. I feel like that'll time. be really uh, really nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that's so that I'm looking forward to it. Because you won't and, focus uh, on the. Find yeah. I get like friends who like live away that will be coming back for Christmas. So I'm excited to see my friends. Well, that, that's awesome. I hope you have a great Christmas. Yeah. Thank you very much, Keaton. I appreciate that. You as well. Thank you. Well, I wish you the best of luck tonight at the show, and I appreciate talking to you greatly. Yeah, you as well. I will try to keep in touch, and I'll let you know when I get this published and send you the link. Awesome. Right on, Keaton. Have a good one. You too, Neil. Thank you. Here's a track from Peach Pit's album, Being So Normal, called Tommy's Party. Check out their music on Bandcamp, Amazon, Spotify, etc. night I saw you at the bandstand looking pretty slammed Did you see me feeding all my drinks to Cam? Probably not, I guess You were quite the mess And that girl who tagged along there with you I never caught her name, but she seemed fucked up too From where I sat, she looked to be having fun Keeping up with you, just like I used to 
Oh 